You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome everybody to the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. It's so entertaining because there's only two of us. And you got to say that without getting interrupted. I know, How often does that happen? Nobody who interrupts it is here. Yep. John, what are the things that we talk about on tonight's episode? Let me see. We talk about the ghostwriter Julia Stiles and hackers in the 90s. Mm-hmm. We talk about Steel Beach, the Baltimore riots, Sicily Strong, and an Obama press conference. Then we like bring it back home, go back to Obama, talk about climate change and the TPP, and then back to the beast to the east and how Keith likes to announce so much. Yeah. We finally talk about monster trucks and the big O in general. I give my shittiest review ever of Pillars of Eternity. Mm-hmm. We talk about paid mods and Steam and Go Habs Go. Correct. All this and more on the 9 to 5 Entertainment I System. Know, that was pretty much it. There's probably some little bits in there that, like, you know. <laughs> John, so Scott and Sophie are both not here today for various reasons. No, you shut up. Do you know anything about hackers? Can you jam with the console cowboys in cyberspace? What? Ever read Neuromancer? Ever experience the new wave, next wave, dream wave, cyberpunk? What? <laughs> I didn't think so. I'll handle the hacker stories in there. It's a world where you're judged by what you say and think, not by what you look like. A world where curiosity <laughs> and imagination equals power. What are you? What are you talking about, John? What are, what are you referring to? In where? Ghost Rider, man. Ghost Rider. Yeah, I don't. You're the one who found the clip. Yes. it was so good. It's so so. This if, well, dear listener, <laughs> this comes from. I need to give credit where credit's due. I yeah. even referred to it in the article that I wrote last week about uh-huh. or last Tuesday about procrastinating. Okay. Uh, I don't know where he found it. Okay. But clearly on Ghost Rider. Mon- Montreal comedian yeah. Keith Waterfield <laughs> said that he found this clip. And it's like perfectly him, like embodies the '90s like view of what hacking is about. Uh-huh. And it's a clip of Julia Stiles on the show Ghost Rider. Yeah, and she's like a hacker. Like if you look up the clip, it's so funny. Julia Stiles, Ghost Rider, hacker. I'm yeah, sure exactly. That's it. Yeah. I'm sure you'll find it. Like yeah. I even went on. Uh, I went on our videos on Reddit, and it had been posted like three years ago to only ten upvotes. And I was wow. like, it's like wow, this is even like. Reddit didn't even grab on to how... I think I watched it, like, three times, and I laughed, like, every time. <laughs> it's so funny. The best part, of course, which which wasn't, you know, like, fully represented by John just reading it... No. ...was no. the fact that there's, like, a computer monitor <laughs> that is clearly just, like, one of those, like, Ikea monitors. Like a like fake a, standee. Like it's a fake standee with, like, a piece of paper behind it with, like, the logo. And, and a kid in the background doing his best not to crack up in the middle <laughs> the of it. Just, like, there's a kid who's just, like, clearly on camera, like... <laughs> Yeah, but Julia is selling it. Like, she oh, yeah. is into this. Yeah. She's really, really, really into being a hacker. She yeah. has, also has, like, 
She's wearing a toque indoors with her long blonde hair and a nose, nose ring, ring, and she's yeah. like ten. It's like it's like the cool hackers from the movie Hackers. Yeah. You know, like where like I'm a cool hacker, like yeah, Lord yeah, Nikon, yeah. and I wear a hood at night. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, obviously. You know that, that was the, that, that mystique of that like, was the greatest part of the yeah. film Hackers is that it portrayed hackers as all super cool dudes who just go to raves all the time. Yeah. Like, Oh, and they rollerblade, like, everywhere, and they have, like, cool hangouts where there's, like, rollerblade half-pipes and people just zipping around all the time. Yeah, people are zipping around on rollerblades, and there's ramps everywhere, and there's a giant, like, 10-story wall version of Wipeout, and, like, was it, who were they? I want to go to there. Yeah, obviously. I was, like, and uh, serial killers just outside selling mixtapes. Yeah, of, like, of, like, of of artists who all asphyxiated on their own vomit, if I remember correctly. Yes, exactly, that's it. It's it's Mama Cass, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix. Some, some uh, Janis Joplin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's all artists who asphyxiated on their own vomit. <laughs> that movie's the fucking best. Yeah, like I think we. I'm. I guarantee you that at like 84 or whatever episodes in, we've probably talked about hackers. several times. But it's part of the the like the zeitgeist of of the like the modern nerd. Like it's totally part of it because it was like. An ideal that we all wished we could be. I know. <laughs> you know, when they go into the guy's room and it's like, oh, are you man enough to handle 56K bods? Like, it was so good. Yeah. When they're talking about the monitors, they're like, I bet you it looks crispy in the dark. And they're just like, <laughs> shut off the lights. And they're all like, yeah. And then, what's her name? Angelina Jolie's about to, like, make out with her boyfriend. And then, like, oh, they're talking nerd stuff. And then her boyfriend's I'm like, out of here. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're talking nerd stuff. I'm out of here. And then leaves on his motorcycle. That's <laughs> the fucking best. That whole movie, man, like, yeah. I, it's up there. I would say there's, like, there's a handful of 90s movies that I've seen, like, way too many times. Like, okay. The Hackers. Yep. Clerks. Yep. Uh, Mallrats. Mallrats. So, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, Empire Records. Yep. Um, probably, like, Train Spotting. I'd say, like, the five movies that I just, like, had. I don't know if I watched Train Spotting, like, ten times. I watched Train Spotting at least yeah. ten times. I've watched Hackers, like, sure, probably sure, coming sure, up sure. on a hundred times, like. <laughs> And Empire Records, too. Empire Records I used to always put on. Because there's a lot of music in the background. So I used to, uh, I used yeah, to have, yeah. like, a, a TV. I only saw that a handful of times. Uh, I used That's to have, like, though. a TV in my bedroom kind yep. of thing. Yep. You never knew me in high school, so you don't, you don't know the magic of my basement. You can ask, like, Mark and Andrew and stuff. Everybody mm-hmm. loved my basement. <laughs> well, it was, like, you had the, like, basement you could escape to and not have to deal with the parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it was, like, the basement. You went downstairs, and in the basement, there was, like... Other than my bed, there was, like, a couch and a coffee table and, like, a TV with that had, like, the Dreamcast and the PlayStation hooked right. up and, like, a VCR and whatever. So it was, like, hangout basement that was also my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And that was, like... Also, th- it didn't have a door, but what it did have is it had stairs and then a hallway before you could get to it, which was almost better than a door. Because, like, unless your parents, You'd like... have the warning. Unless yeah. your parents, like, snuck down yeah. the stairs, which, like, never was an occurrence, you could, like... Totally just... So Julia Stiles, in that clip... Right. What else has she done? Like, 10 Things I Know About You? Is 10 that, Things I Hate is About You? Hate That's about definitely you? Julia Stiles. Yeah. Uh, I feel she's probably done a movie about football. Yeah. Uh, Nothing serious, though. I want to like... say... There's, like, a bunch of stuff. God, we should know this. Yeah, I feel like we should have looked this up for the bit. <laughs> to see what Julia Stiles yeah. did? She's done a, a bunch of things. Okay. I don't know... Like I'm not just, that motivated. I was like, we could just call Sarah this. in here and just be like, <laughs> what is Julia Stiles done? Uh-huh. I always get her confused with, uh, what's her name? The one who played the little blonde girl in an interview with the vampire. No. I get her confused. Like, my brain, like, sh- shifts her around. No, 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 no. She's Kirsten done. Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. No, no, no. But Kirsten Dunst has done all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like Eternal Sunshine and whatever else. And she's done 
Eternal Sunshine? Absolutely. I was thinking, I saw her in, um, what was the, she, she gets naked in this movie, and, and it's about, like, depression, and it's super slow-paced. Is it Magnolia? Is that possible? Mm, maybe. Something like that. Or Melancholia. Melancholia. That's what it was. And there's, like, a comet coming to crash into the Earth. It was really fucking weird. Anyway, yeah, she's, she's in Eternal like Sunshine also. Yeah. She plays, uh... She plays the girlfriend of the doctor who gets the procedure done. She's not obviously Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey, but she also... That's why uh, there's like a clue in the posters. Because there's four posters. There's one that's like generic, Uh and then there's one of Kate Winslet, one of Julia Stiles, and one of uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, I said, why did I say Julia Stiles? Kirsten Dunst. See, my brain... You did it again! Oh, God! Anyway, yeah, so one of Kirsten Dunst, one of uh, Kate Winslet, and one of Jim Carrey, and it has like like, the torn paper across their face. Yeah. And... It's they're the three characters that have the procedure done, and you don't really know that uh, Kirsten Dunst has it done right until like way later. But if you had like put that if together, you, if you saw the poster, if you had like analyzed the posters, yeah, you right. would have been able to to know that. Kirsten I got Dunst you. Had it. I got you. Anyway. So this bit at the end here, where it's like, it's a world where you're judged not by what you say and think. Uh, no, not no, 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 no. Not you're judged by what you say and think, not by what you look right. like. Where curiosity and imagination equals power. Right. I was like, I don't know, twelve or thirteen. I got a twenty-four hundred baud modem, yeah. and then I started plugging into BBSs in the pre-internet like, an days. <laughs> and somebody made this hackers' manifesto thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. they like talk about that, and, and it's yeah. like we, we don't care what your gender, nationality. They quote that, they quote that in hackers. Yeah. 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 They I quote... have no race or creed. Exactly. Or so I'm a, I'm I'm fucking there, man. I'm all over this shit. <laughs> Sign me up, a twelve-year-old Julia style. Sign me up, Julia. Ready for this new era. <laughs> Yeah, what, what is that book where you, they like like you can just like flip genders? Steel no? Beach, yeah, by exactly. John Sturgeon or something like that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The main character flips genders three times. It's just like not even a big deal. It's like it's like buying a new expensive suit. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like yeah, a nice suit and swapping it's genders. Nice body, you know. I don't know, man. I would like if you could. Would you? Would you just flip flip it around? Why not? I like. I'd, I'd be pretty like, like tempted to. If it wasn't like an exorbitant cost, yeah, yeah, and it was just like I'm just gonna give it a go for six months. Maybe I'm gonna like it. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Who gives a shit? And then just being like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I'd give it a shot for sure. Why the fuck not? If not just to you know, like see what it's like. <laughs> Absolutely. Like like, I mean, obviously, a lot of characters in the book. They they'll do like other changes to themselves. Like there's a girl who like just wants wings to... and things. Yeah. Or, yeah, or there's a girl who just wants to pee standing up. Or no, this girl. This is crazy. So this girl is is getting sexually abused by her dad. Mm-hmm. It's like super super bad story, and it's illegal for kids to do um, body, body modification. Yeah, yeah. So she turns 18. She has her vagina sealed up. She has her anus sealed up, and all defecation stuff rerouted to like a different appendage. Mm-hmm. And she comes home, and and then it, it's like that's the end of her sexual abuse. Hmm. And it's just like, is he is he putting out a huge message about anything? Not really, but it's just like the kind of situation that would come up in a society where body modification to an extreme is just just an ordinary part of day to day life. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like one of the parts of that book that I really liked was just like, it's not it's not like a crazy deal for these characters. It's yeah. like a normal situation in a in a deeply abnormal society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting book, not a great book. But, yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. yeah. Very I recall yeah. it was a kind of like it's like not well, not incredibly well written. Not or at all. It's like it's kind of like trashy fluff. But, but that's like classic sci-fi in a sense. Like it's like not always super well written, but as long as like the core ideas are fascinating, yeah, yeah, boom, yeah. you know it's good, good sci-fi. Steel Beach. Steel Beach, everybody. Yeah. yeah. So if we want to talk about D 
deep issues plaguing society. Sure. Baltimore, bro. I was I was kind of hoping we were going to talk about beast or monster trucks, but like whatever. Whatever. We can we talk keep, about we, society. We keep going. We'll we'll, we'll we'll lighten it up later. We're uh, <laughs> 15 minutes in. Things have been real weird. We started off by talking about hackers, and we uh-huh. talked about gender issues. Okay. Baltimore, dude. Yeah. I I don't know really what's going on other than that it's it's been like fucking crazy riots for okay. like. I saw a video of a black man punching holes in a fucking uh, fireman's hose yes. that he was using to put out a fire. Yeah. What the fuck is it's, wrong with you? fucking insane. And yeah. <laughs> this is terrible, but <laughs> the worst tweet slash best tweet that I saw about this okay. was the new season of The Wire's fucking crazy. <laughs> 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 I was like, God damn. Like, I was like, I haven't even watched The Wire, but like, I understand why that's amazing. Yeah. And there, it was this art. Uh, okay, well, so we'll talk about a little bit of what's going so on. So, what, what happened to, like, start so, this? Um, so, Freddie Gray was a. I don't even know why he was apprehended, and it's apparently, like, a little bit unclear mm-hmm. as to why he was apprehended, but had, like, a crushed voice box and screwed up spine that appears to have occurred to him while in police custody. Right. Or possibly just before, but then didn't have medical attention in police custody. Like, one way or the other. Either there was a guy who was fucked and not getting help, or worse, the cops did it themselves. So, like, one way or the other, no matter what, the cops, like, fucked up real hard. Both choices, super inexcusable. Yeah, exactly. The cops fucked up hard no matter what. Yeah. So, obviously, I mean, especially if you watch The Wire, you know about all the, like, or listen to, I believe even... The main cast of like the the, the serial podcast, I think, also it takes place in Baltimore. Okay. Like Baltimore is not a fucking amazing city in terms of like racial tensions and stuff like no. that. It's, it's like it's no. one of those cities where there is a like a white ruling population and a very 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 large black population, like, black population Poor, that makes up most yeah. of the city in terms of population. Yeah, but not any of the like rich people or the cops or like not all of them. Yes. Anyway, yeah. So there's like crazy racial tensions that happen in Baltimore. Anyway. So obviously the 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 funeral for this kid was going to be like a big giant like at least I guess like protest or like manifestation or something mm-hmm. kind of against police brutality and supposedly and I mean you always have to take all this stuff with a grain of salt but if you sure. believe the police reports supposedly like the bloods the crips and the black gorillas were all like we are going to fuck with the cops at his funeral like this is what we are doing good lord we're setting aside gang issues to just we're gonna go fucking hard and and that's and that's the big thing and i mean like it's obviously very very different depending who you talk to (laughs) well depending on who you talk to but just to like apparently during the day and everything things were fine and then i think this was saturday where it started Mm -hmm. like nighttime came and shit started to go crazy which i mean like we've seen pretty frequently for hockey riots in montreal (laughs) like things start off i mean we're very different reasons but things start off with one purpose and like people are smashing into stores and stuff and you're like what which Wait, are what? not yeah. th- they're not there like and that's that's a lot of what i mean what seems like a big differentiator is at least going on social media and stuff like looking into these people like there's some people who are like we absolutely need to be protesting yeah burning down the city is not the way it's to not do protesting, it really. it's not protesting yeah. whatever well, it's like even like the mayor the mayor has caught some flack for some of the language that he's used and what or she's mm-hmm. used Mayor is a woman, and the I think the governor is a man, or something like that. Okay. Anyway, and they were just like calling people stupid idiots, like straight up, like it's this is just pure stupidity. Right. She's like, how is burning down your city going to help it? Yeah. Like, regardless of what fucking like, 
regardless of what problems got you to the point where you're so angry to yeah. as to do that because then that's what they're saying too is that there's like there's obviously gonna be like some rabble rousers who are just there to fuck shit up and then there's obviously some people who just want a peaceful protest but i'm sure there's also a giant gray area of people who are like fucking angry enough to get swayed into the violence once it starts sure, sure you know like i might be there for a peaceful protest but then when i see someone smashing a cop car and maybe i knew this guy and i believe like very likely that either cops let my friend die or fucking killed my friend, I might be really... Like, I might not have headed there with the intention to smash a cop car, but then... Uh, well, she might be on drugs. Yeah, and I might be on drugs. Or I just might be super pissed off that my buddy's dead. Like, right. there's a lot of fucking emotions and stuff that can get swayed around, and especially in a city like Baltimore where fucking races... Like... I read something. There was, like, a hundred cases of police violence against citizens brought to trial in the last... Three years or something, mm-hmm. some insane number like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it just keeps happening. Police yeah. violence against there ordinary was, people. <laughs> on the uh, a more comedic side of the same like racial violence mm-hmm. and uh, police force and all that stuff. Did you see Cecily Strong's uh, bit at the White House press dinner? I did not. It's super funny. So she's talking about um, what do I know her from? Cecily Strong. She used to do Weekend Update, and now she's a regular cast member on Saturday Night Live. Okay. She's super funny. Yeah. Anyway, she was just sort of like, she's like, no, no, no. Like The Secret Service are, like, they're, they, they've got a really, really tough job. They're the only law enforcement agency in America that gets in trouble if a black man dies. And, I was like, and you're like, oh. Like, like over the crowd, I was like, fuck. I was like, that is the best joke. And, like, and the saddest that it was like, also, yeah. like, that was, I think, it was Saturday night. That was like on the eve of Ooh, the fucking, of the Baltimore thing. Like, yeah. I, I, it was before it had gotten violent, but it okay. was like the, if I'm not mistaken, the Freddie Gray uh, funeral was Saturday or Sunday. Okay, but still, I was like, that joke was goddamn hilarious. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, it's like, who is it? Matt Cabway talked about this. Has okay. talked about this. Like, like we like. Matt's like one of the dudes. Like uh-huh. You're just like, he's like a guy. And then he talks about just getting searched and getting stopped and getting whatever. And it's like, we have no idea. Getting the stink eye from cops, no matter what you're doing. Just yeah. doing whatever. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Like, it's it's one of those things where, <laughs> I forget who it was. Pat was telling me about this guy who was just sort of like, uh, I grew up poor, so I don't know what white privilege is. And I'm like, no, you, you're white. Yeah. You, you still get it. Even as a poor person, you still get to... Have white amount, privilege yeah. because, <clears throat> like, cops don't fucking look at me like I'm up to no good wherever the fuck I go because right. I'm just, like, a white guy. And, like, when Matt – like, otherwise, Matt is just, like, a cool fucking dude and, like, is probably a better person than us in lots of ways. <laughs> but, like, to hear his – in lots of ways. Not yeah. in all ways. We're better than him in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But it's, like, we just don't have to fucking deal with that. But it's super real, even in a city like Montreal, sure, where sure. you don't think of like you don't think of racial tensions as being a huge deal in Montreal. Just because it doesn't happen to us. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it doesn't happen to us. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's real dark. Yeah, it's a real dark. Nine to five entertainment system, you guys. Want to talk about monster trucks? We could talk about monster trucks. You wanna, we could. I, I, like, I feel like we can go like backwards. Okay. So there was another thing at the uh, White House. Oh. We're gonna go backwards. We're gonna okay. start. We're gonna work all the way back. <laughs> okay. We're at the White House yep. press conference. There was another thing that was super hilarious where I don't know if it was Key or if it was Peel. Okay. Um he has this recurring character where he's Luther, the president's anger translator. Okay. Where like the president makes uh like 
normal statements being like you know like we need to like have a serious discussion about like re- republicans stopping like any bill that i pass like regardless of its contents and whatever and they're right. sort of like he's like like you're fucking up my shit you need to stop this you're making yourself look like idiots and like it's just like a guy standing behind the president like yelling what the president is thinking right and they had a they had a bit it's usually done with the other one okay and they had a bit where it was luther and actual president obama uh-huh. talking about climate change and then obama just like as part of the thing like obama talking about climate change gets like more riled up than the character yeah and he's like he's like he's like if you haven't noticed he's like california is drying up and it's like He's like, we have, he's like, we have people bringing snowballs into, like, into Congress when, like, it is a real world. Like, we're not going to survive another thousand years as a race. Yeah, Stephen Hawking's literally just said. Yeah, exactly. Just like, and just Obama just, like, yelling about it. And then, like, 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 just backing off (laughs) (laughs) while Obama's just freaking out. How stupid do you have to be? We're like, ah, second term president. (laughs) Yeah. Just. Uh, but then at the same time, <laughs> fucking Obama is still trying to push the TPP through. I just like it blows my mind. You gotta, you gotta. It's it, I can't, I cannot imagine politics at that level. Like picking and choosing, and like yeah, and and the pressures you're under that the regular person will literally never find out about. Like like did did he have someone sit down and be like, you're gonna push through this TPP or you're getting assassinated. Like that could happen. That not you know not necessarily. I mean, like that that definitely could be a yeah. thing. But I mean, House of Cards. <laughs> like, yeah. If you're going to base yourself off House of Cards, which I mean is obviously also a fictionalized account of everything, sure, where sure. you're just sort of like, you want this to go through, that means you're going to push TPP. Yeah. Pick the one that you want to go through. One of them's going to get blocked, or we're going to block this other thing. You know, yeah, like yeah. you're just. Like, think about when we when we played Vampire. I know. I <laughs> just know. Like, and how that works is like, but just on a fucking sprawling multinational level. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking. It's insane. So I mean, like, you're gonna have. I don't think anybody's could hold well, a perfect track record, or you wouldn't yeah. get anything done. Like that's what they talked about in like, in in Montreal, or just like with mobsters and whatever. Where it's like, when where did they talk about this? Montreal in the Montreal news stories and stuff where they're okay. like if you don't play ball with like the unions and the mob and the, oh, like whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you just yeah. won't get anything accomplished yeah so yeah. you're like if you want to get like new infrastructure or whatever or put in you, you need have to, to give a little you yeah. have to give a little to these fu- like they were talking about like how when they the the carbono commission was just finding like how the, everybody was yeah. fucking corrupt and other politicians were like well yeah like or we wouldn't get anything done Right. Which is, like, super shitty. Super shitty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be corrupt. I mean, in Montreal's case, it was. Yeah. But, like, yeah. it doesn't need to be corrupt. It just needs to be, like, okay, I will. When you're dealing with, like, votes and whatever, I'll vote your thing. You're going to vote my thing in the next couple months. And you're like, but I don't agree with your thing. And I was like, well, then your thing won't happen. I feel like there is a solution to this whole thing that involve, doesn't involve playing ball with mobsters. Like, Oh, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it doesn't, it doesn't even need to necessarily be... I like Montreal. Yeah, it's a hundred percent corrupt. But yeah. it doesn't even need to be a corrupt decision when you have. Oh yeah. yeah when yeah. you have like a Senate and you have like elected officials representing the like the first of all two different like it's using the states or whatever as an example like two different like political ideologies yeah. and also like the individual needs of one of fifty states, which could vary wildly. To, like to one another and it's just sort of like i don't really give a shit about your thing that doesn't affect 
the people that voted me in. Right. But I do care about this thing that might be contrary to your thing. But we could vote for them both, and they both could happen. You know, like it's super shitty. Yeah, I know. But I could totally. I, I can't. I can't talk about this stuff. It just gets me so fucking pissed off. Gets you rustles your jimmies. It, it does. I get. I get. I get like. I'm I, I like. At first, I'm like, I fucking want to do something about this. But then you like think, what can I? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go home and play some video. <laughs> exactly. you know, like, You're not gonna run for run for politics, John. No, I'm not gonna run for politics. So anyway, so we're back at Beast of the East. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Beast of the East this weekend. It was. A was lot it of a fun. success? Uh, it was always a success. I don't think there's ever been like any. Any time where I could say that they like the tournament has been like a flop, like it's always like stands fill up. Did they pretty... sell out whoosh, the whole way through? Ah, it's really it's hard to tell because okay. there's like a bunch of there's a bunch of weird things that sort of like work against them for ticket sales at Beast. Okay, which is one that they need to assume that all of the teams, like there's 16 teams, all of their teams and staff could be in the building for fire reasons. Okay, so that's a bunch of seats that they just can't sell. Right. Right. Because you're not going to like be like, oh, you're not playing right now. You can't be in this building yeah, yeah, to yeah, someone yeah. who's there for the tournament. So that already is like, let's say 10 to 15 people. Mm-hmm. So per team. Per team. Yeah. Sometimes more if you count alternates and coaching staff. Like yeah. Go up to 20. So you have like several hundred seats that may or may not be filled because it also and probably won't be like how many players are going to go sit in the stands for, for other matches? 13 hours yeah. on saturday and like eight hours on yeah. sunday like no it's gonna be crazy no i mean some might but there's not going to be all of them right. but they still need to account for that possibility mm-hmm. same thing too with when they sell weekend passes even if you have a weekend pass are you going to get there at eight o'clock in the morning and sit there for 13 hours sit there for 13 no, hours and show likely. up on sunday at 11 and then yep. stay there till six like also probably not right so you never end up with, like, the giant, like, wall-to-wall crowd that you get on, like, a weekend game because of those things. But right. they're always – they sell out in the sense of, like, we are at fire capacity and theoretical fire capacity, even right. if not everybody with a ticket is there. So, okay. yeah. You All still right. get a huge fucking crowd. Like, it's a huge crowd, super loud. Uh, finish was a little bit interesting. Um, I heard there was, like, the biggest discrepancy in points between any two teams. Yes. Yes. That is the thing that happened okay. on uh, this is I think the eighth beast of the east. Yeah. So and also like Derby in general has been getting closer and closer to uh like, what's the term I'm looking at? I guess parity where yeah. it's like teams are getting like there's less of a giant gap between teams. Right. There still are giant gaps between teams, but beast of the east. Just to explain the tournament a little bit to anybody who is interested. Also mention that this is a roller derby thing. I think we said roller derby. We might have. Roller derby. Uh-huh. Beast of the East is uh, unique in its uh, structure because it's home teams. Mm-hmm. It's a tournament comprised entirely of home teams. The way that roller derby is basically structured is that a league, uh, we'll use Montreal as an example, okay. ha- will have three home teams. Where there's the Contrabanditas, La Racai, and the Fidzua. Right. Now, the best players of the, those three home teams mm-hmm. form another team, which is our WFTDA B team. Okay. And they travel around and play other WFTDA B teams. Okay. The best players from, and like, think of them as like the Hamilton Bulldogs. Right. Like, think of those three home teams as like, I guess, double letters, like double A or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get drafted into the Bulldogs, but you're still kind of playing. You're double A. Right. And if you're really good, you get called up to the new skids, which is the WFTDA A team. Okay. So there's like a kind of like a three-tiered system. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. So home teams? Yeah. WFTDA B. Which is? What's which, it called? 
Our team is the Sexpos. Okay. And then there's the A team. And then there's the A team. And if you're on the A team, you're not on two teams. You're only on the skids. You travel and it's super competitive and whatever. Okay. And then on top of that, too, if you're, if there's also some B leagues. Okay. Like, for instance, uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I think Quebec might still be a B league Mm -hmm. where it's, they don't, they're not good enough to have an A team. Okay. So it's like they just have home teams and a B team. But they're still they'll play against WFTDA B teams. When they start to have enough wins against B teams, they could maybe move up to B. Will bigger team. cities and then bigger leagues have more teams at each of these tiers? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. For okay. instance, like well, exactly. You, you, you figure like New York City is going to have like ten teams in its. Well, New York City, I think, only has Gotham as a, as an A team. As an A-team. But New York State might have more than one. Okay. Like, anyway, it's kind of what you can field and whatever. Sure. <laughs> so I don't really know how that how it splits by city because I know like for instance like Toronto has two leagues but one of the leagues is not very good <laughs> but like there's two leagues. so it's like a B league yeah exactly that's it right. but I mean but in theory if both leagues are really good they could potentially have two A teams coming out of Toronto mm-hmm. I think as far as I know it might be limited to league I think your league can only like your little your city's league can only field one WFTDA A team okay. but anyway so but within that structure. Only your A team and your B team are really traveling around, which means that there's a lot of people like who are on these home teams who are not necessarily good enough to be on a B team mm-hmm. who are never going to play anybody outside their home teams. Right. Except for at the Beast of the East where it's a 16-team tournament. Of? Home teams. Home teams. Yeah, exactly. Of all home teams. Interesting. So, so you end what, up with... What is the discrepancy in skill levels? Oh, is like, it really big? Fucking like, huge. Okay, like, okay, okay. Like, the, like that, the giant big score, the difference I think was 164. Four to two. Do you remember the name of the teams? I don't remember the names okay. of the teams. Um, but either way, 164 like sixty-four to two. Yeah, exactly. But like yeah. the skids would probably be able to, I'd say, easily put over two hundred points, maybe even three hundred points. Wow. Like the skids would just be able to like skate circles like, around unimpeded, them. like Literally just like circles just like around. just like the jammer would just keep going <laughs> while the blockers stopped the other jammer from moving and made room for their jammer. Like right, right. the A teams, it would be like. Would, well, but it'd be like it'd be like the Habs playing against like, like some, a high school team. like a high school league. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Exactly, that's it. You're just yeah. like, man, make this stop. It's twenty to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, just keep keep running up the score. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Beast was super fun. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so the, so for the finish, um, Quebec Roller Derby, I might be wrong, was only founded in 2010 or 2011. Okay. So it was only four or five years ago, and they ended up finishing first and second this year. Wow. So they were like a brand new league, like a much younger league than uh, Montreal, much younger league than Toronto. Like, admittedly, they only have a B team. So a lot of their girls from their best players are still on home teams. Okay. Like, they're not only they're not playing on an A-level. Uh, okay. But okay. at the same Where, time... Whereas all of Montreal's A-level players just are, would not participate yeah, are in not this in tournament. tournament. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I gotcha. Got and, I mean, and, and since Montreal's... I don't think that split is obligatory, mm-hmm. but... Most players do that because, like, the touring and the training and all that stuff gets super, super, super intense. But it's like Montreal has not won since they made that split. Hmm. And, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, other than the first one, they won every one before that split. Like, so okay. that does make a pretty big difference. Yeah. But I mean, but it shouldn't be. I mean, it's just it's it's exciting that Quebec, in only four or five years, put together like a hyper competitive team. So yeah, and it was sure. also. Despite the fact that there were only five teams from Quebec, three from Montreal, two from Quebec City, mm-hmm. and 11 teams from Ontario, wow. uh, Quebec finished one, two, three. <laughs> so, which was like, yeah, sucks to be you. Yeah, but they're on Ontario. Sucks to your asthma. Okay. Yeah, so. Cool. Super fun. Also, uh, ran into 
guest of Go Plug Yourself and Wrestling Extraordinaire Triple uh, X Sex Express Sexy Eddie. Hey, he yeah. was there on Sunday. And doing, he w- doing what? Doing just he was there. He was like he had a weekend where he wasn't booked any matches and he wasn't. Uh, uh, he was he does a bunch of smart races and stuff during the summer. Like he does like Spartan race and oh, all that yeah. stuff. Just a lot of them. Okay, I don't know why he's just a crazy person. Yeah. Well, anyway, he wasn't doing anything this weekend, so him and his girlfriend decided to do uh, just like stuff around town. And mm-hmm. they uh, they read Beast of the East on Sunday, and he was uh, he was super excited. He also he like came up to me afterwards, and he was like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "You're like a." freaking machine because i announced the the third place match like the third place finals yeah. which is uh two 20 minute halves so it's like a 40 minute game so with stops around an hour and then i also announced like the finals he's like he's like man he's like you were just out there for like two hours <laughs> just like announcing and he's like what the fuck and i was like and i kind of like and i was like that it almost means something from him because he's like he knows like announcers sure and like Ring announcers and all that stuff. Well, you should you should like cozy up to him. Maybe you could go do wrestling steal, steal announcing. Steal Walter's spot. <laughs> Walter announces for Idaho. That was the other thing too. Like yeah. it seemed to blow his mind. So he's like, "So Walter announces wrestling, and you announce roller derby. Like, are you guys? Do you guys just like announce things?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, but we should start. Like, we should start making that our thing. Just yeah. like go to like various events. And be like, do you guys need announcers?" We'll announce the shit out of whatever you're talking, <laughs> whatever you're doing. We really like to talk. Yeah, exactly. It's the best. Yeah. Well, I also got uh, not this last Friday, mm-hmm. but the Friday before. I ended up hosting the karaoke at Comedy Works. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? Well, because I was around and Walter was like kind of drunk, and he's like, "Yo, Chief, like, do you want to do this?" So it was like, he. I'm told that supposedly it'll come with a few free drinks and 20 bucks if I do it again. <laughs> Which I was like, works for me. But yeah, it was... It's better than paying for your drinks that night. Like, for not, sure, yeah. exactly. It's like leaving with cab fare and like free drinks. Yeah. Eh? Sounds pretty good. And that was I was also told then, there were like other people, like other comics were like, oh, you're like, you're really good at hosting things. And I was like, this is like a crowd of 30 people, man. I was like, Derby's like a thousand plus sometimes. I was yeah. like, I feel like I can keep up crowd of 30 people kind of excited <laughs> when i try to like keep a thousand people excited cool. so yeah man announcing things and then tying this all back saturday together. night well no this ties it up on saturday God during damn it. beast uh-huh. when i was like i'm going to monster trucks someone yeah. from ontario was like oh do you announce monster trucks too <laughs> and i was like fuck i wish <laughs> like i was like how do i get that job that that yeah that would be fun as fuck yeah exactly. that dude in a tuxedo in the giant hick filled <laughs> big o yeah like, exactly being like yeah. <laughs> giant fucking noise so yeah monster trucks man monster yep. trucks at the big o so Growing up, uh-huh. monster truck rallies, uh, drag racing, motocross. There was no drag racing there. There wouldn't be. Would there? Drag, drag race. Well, there could be racing. There wouldn't be drag racing. Drag racing. I guess you don't have enough track. Drag racing takes place on a quarter mile. Right. Quarter mile is a drag race track, and right. that is not the bigger than the inside. But that was always those things were just regular things that I really? went to. Yeah, my dad was a giant gearhead, right? Like, yeah, I so, guess. So I was like, I don't even know how many. Not my first monster truck rally, by howdy. But it was yours. It was. It was your first monster truck rally. When you said it was your first time at the Big O? It was. So, twofer. Twofer. How do you feel about How those two How did I two never things? go to the Big O? Like, I don't I'm, know. I'm racking my brain for other times that I would have been there. I never went to a, a ball game. Yeah, I was going to say ball game. And then, I, the, 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 like, most shows that you go to at a big stadium go to the Bell Center or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, what other events happen at the Big O that are, like... I've seen monster trucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I've definitely seen 
um, the, what do you call it? The Montreal Impact, when they played the Los Angeles Galaxy, they played there. Okay, I never went to see soccer. Football. Fuck, what else would there be at the Big O? Uh, I guess that's why I remember the growing Big up, O ain't doing gro- so good. Growing up, mm-hmm. they had an international convention of Jehovah's Witnesses at the Big O. Okay. Which I think came close to setting one of their attendance records, because there's even seats on the field. So Jeez. it was like the entire thing. It was like a great big international thing. Full of J-Hos. Yep. What? It, what? Okay, I really don't want to know. What? So, Monster Trucks. Well, you know, the, the conventions. Where <laughs> what, it's like, what goes on there? It's like like maybe. Bible readings? With yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like 40,000 people? Bible talk. Like, head closer to like 60 plus, right? Okay. I think it's like 67 at the big O. Wow. And that's the seats. And like I said, the entire field was also full of people. So maybe, maybe 70 plus. Like, Isn't that greater than the capacity of heaven? No, it's half the capacity of heaven. Okay. 144,000. We don't know how many angels there are, buddy. Right. So, I mean, there could be an infinite number of angels. Anywho. <laughs> Just there. Huh. So, um, I got less so, high on gasoline than I was expecting. Well, what, hang on. What did you think of the big O itself, then? Where you were like, it? just like, pretend there wasn't monster trucks. Oh. You're like, it's like, how did you feel walking into the big O? Were you like... I feel it's always like a total time warp where you're like, this is not a thing that should be around in the two, uh, 2015. No, it's a big old stadium. I, like, if, like if I was into big sports stuff, I would want to go see big sports stuff there. The seats were not like grotesquely uncomfortable, although no. they were like hard, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. The screen though, the screen's kind of crappy. It sure. still has like the light up thing. Like it still to me really feels like the eighties in there. It, it does feel like a little, a little like rundown. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. But like, that's okay. I'm about, whatever, man. It's yeah. a, it's a big, it's the big O. Yeah. I, I heard my cousin was talking about this. How there's like a big push to get another stadium opened. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, they yeah. can put like, a, like they can bring back the expos and whatever. Oh, for sure. Which boggles my mind. That stadium, as shitty as it was, I still think is totally serviceable. And and of course, I think we're only just paying it off now. Like, yeah. Well, the re- yeah, but the reason why that that whole thing, that whole debate exists, is yeah. that attendance was like abysmal unless the expos were. Doing amazing. Doing amazing. Right. Versus, like, a downtown arena yeah. could be, like, way smaller. Like, if you do something like Wrigley Field style in, like, yeah. Boston, and you maybe make it, like, a, a 30,000-person uh, stadium, stadium instead of, a, like, 60,000 people, but you're right downtown, people will just, like, think about first, because there's so... It's not that far off, man. It's, like, yeah, five metro Here's stops the thing about baseball, right? There's, like, 160 games a season. There's 80 home games a season. Good lord. Yeah. Like you're not like the 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 baseball fan is going to go to multiple games a season. It's okay. not like a hockey game where there's only 40 in the playoffs. But you can't or, afford that many. Yeah, you can't yeah. afford that many whatever, but yeah. it's like baseball is bigger stadiums, mm-hmm. cheaper tickets, and so many fucking games. They do like legit double headers where they have two games in a day is a thing that happens in baseball. Right. Like you can have a Sunday afternoon game and a Sunday night game. And you're like are you going to want to, like, it's not that far out, but it is far out if you're trying to fucking pack that stadium 80 nights a fucking year. Yeah. You know, like... Especially for baseball in a town that's a hockey town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and baseball plays what? Like, nine months of the year? Ten months of the year? I don't even fucking wow. know. Like... Yeah. But that's still, like, I don't even know how many fucking games that is. Like, there's got to be, like, three or four home games a week, probably. Like, when the, when when they're in town? Yeah, because they do homestands, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Like, okay. you... you if you do a bunch on the road, then you do a bunch at home. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So we're doing three, four games a week at home. 
I'm not going to head out there on a fucking Tuesday night. For, like, no. And who knows how long a baseball game is because it could be like infinity long. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what's the minimum? Like two hours? Three hours? They're long, yeah? Like, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. Like the minimum, I would say, is three hours. Like a ball game usually could run easily like three and a half, four, no problem. That's ridiculous. So, yeah, you yeah. want you want to make that like easy to get to, easy to get home from, cheap tickets or whatever, and just like pack the shit out of it every night. And it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I would not say I would be that into baseball. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't go more. But if they had an arena in a stadium downtown, I could see myself going like once or twice a year. Especially if like, it was like 20 bucks. Or and, or cheaper. Yeah. Like, fuck, they were talking about that at like a lot of ballparks or whatever, like up in the nosebleeds where it's like $10 tickets and like in some like major stadiums in the States, you can get $10 tickets in the nosebleeds. I'd be like, screw it, I'm going to go to the ball game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still don't see that happening that often. And certainly not enough to, like, make me pumped to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess I don't think I'd be yeah. that psyched, but... Yeah. yeah. Like, over the course of a summer, just like a random summer night, to be like, let's go to the ball game. Mm-hmm. I would consider it if it was downtown, whereas I would never, ever want to go to the Big O. That's the other thing, too, is now that the Big O, the, the, it doesn't open. Yeah. Like, that's another thing that I kind of feel is like... An Apparently, they have to close the whole thing, shut the whole thing down if there's more than a couple centimeters of snow because there's danger of the roof collapsing and they yeah. don't know what to do to fix it and it leaks and it's like... And it's all, and that was, that's the permanent roof, right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. That yeah. The one no that doesn't longer come retract. Up. Yeah. Such a fucking mess. Anyway, monster trucks. Yeah. So, monster trucks. There were big trucks. Yep. They bumped into each other. Yep. They lost wheels. Yep. They burst into flames. Yep. They got guys in stock cars and drove in circles, and they all bumped into each other and, and flipped over and shit. Yep. There were guys on motorcycles who, like, flew through the air and f- did flips and shit, which were fucking amazing. With with such ease. Such ease. And, yeah. And what was D- it, 30 bucks? 30 bucks. Yep. I would say that was a little bit pricey. Teeny tiny bit. Yeah, here... <clears throat> Walter and I were talking about this. Okay. Where I was like... They seem to like this. This was the 20th anniversary of the Monster Spectacle, mm-hmm. and I think that they decided to put a bunch more monster trucks. Okay. So how many trucks were there? Like 14, 15, maybe even 16? Uh, I counted at one point. I think it was 14. Yeah. Yeah. So the the one the last couple ones that I went to, there was only like eight. Huh. So they had less trucks, but more sideshows. Okay. Which certainly cost less than a monster truck running. Like monster trucks. Fucking super expensive, probably to. And when they break, I'm sure that's. When like... they break, it's super expensive. <laughs> yeah. When the fuel they burn is super expensive. Yeah. I'm sure the guys charge more money for appearance yeah. than like. Like McCarty. we counted at the start of the first six monster trucks that went out, like four of them something were bust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They bust a had, lot of and them. had to like have like a fleet of trucks come to drag them yeah, off the they're, field. Yeah, because they're like tuned up to like I don't even know, like probably yeah. like thirty thousand RPM or something. Like <laughs> they are so loud. I don't know how you did not put earphones in. It wasn't that loud. I find just on the yeah. on the what do you call it on like the freestyle. Oh they, yeah, yeah. Where they're revving like crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's it. On the racing, it wasn't so bad because yeah. it's just like they're like the. They rev and it's like, and then like they turn on and gets a little quieter and like, yeah. and then it's kind of done. On the freestyle where they're just like continually like on the gas, uh-huh. I found that. I was like, that echoes so bad. So the one I was most impressed with was the school bus right. guy. Higher who, education. Higher education. Mm-hmm. Who rammed into like a wall of earth, yep. flipped his school bus so that it was like completely 90 degrees vertical yeah. with the ground. Yeah. And then imagine that dude is like, 
He's like sitting there he's like a like space pilot. He's like sitting there facing the roof of the like thing, 50 feet off the ground. Like no, probably, probably even more. Yeah. Like how, fucking the, the pair on that guy to do yeah. that and not flip his thing backwards and yeah. kill himself or Something whatever. Like, when the guys pop wheelies and then go like, and yeah. then you're like, you're also, you're like 30, 40 feet in the yeah. air looking at like the ceiling and you're just like, I'm just going to gun it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a giant thing. There are fucking literal like buses and cars and trucks that i could smash into yeah just give her and uh and and or, or when they're doing like super quick jumps and they're like going the full height of the monster truck off the ground yeah and that truck is also 20 feet tall yeah so they're flying through the air 40 feet 50 feet up yeah like, like one of the sp- one of the spots that we like wanted them to get was to crash onto a, one of those big buses yeah but right? like a like a like a big greyhound bus yeah like a like big a greyhound bus, bus. Yeah. and it was like and they just kept like routinely jumping over completely it completely over it <laughs> like just think about how high you are in the air in a giant ass truck right flying over a greyhound bus like, they just land and you're like yeah the, keep the greyhound bus was the bottom the wheels did not clip the top of that bus yeah. the wheels are 10 feet high and then the truck is also another yeah, couple of feet off the top insane. of it yeah there was there was a, anyway so yeah so the, there was a few things that I feel were less than cool about that monster truck. Okay. Spectacular. One of them was they didn't have as much of a variety of stuff to smash through. They had a ramp that was set up at the first one. It was like ramp. Mm-hmm. And then um, in line with the ramp were buses. Yeah. Like four buses. So Like end to end or side Like to end side. to end. Okay. So it's like they would hit the ramp. Clear the first two, but then invariably, like, <laughs> like mash into the land on the second two and be yeah. like, like, straight into buses, which is just like, it's cool to see them smash through buses, which yeah. they didn't have as much, they didn't have as much stuff to land on. Yeah. They were jumping over things a lot. They didn't have as much stuff to, like, jump into the air and come down on. Same thing, too, with, like, they had, like, a couple little things, like, cars, whereas, like, the previous ones where I've seen, like, at the jump would have, like, eight cars, lined in a, up. like, lined up. So, like, invariably... They would hit and go sailing and still like land at full impact on like directly on top of cars, hmm. which kind of never. I, I get the I get the feeling if they had made like a colossal mess everywhere, they might have had to like stop the show and clean up. And there was like so many monster trucks waiting their turn. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I think I think the, the more yeah. trucks might have done it. And, yeah. it. and like I said, also the the side the side shows, which is they they didn't have like the sprint car races. You know, like the sprint cars like those no one of those. Like there's like a big downwing and a big upwing. I'm sure you've seen them. They look oh, super yeah. derpy. It, it, almost like um uh like like a like a buggy. Yeah, kind of, kind of like, but, a bug- like with huge fans on them to yeah. like hold them down. On yeah, the exactly. Yeah. They're super light and yeah. they'll just flip over no problem. They didn't have uh I've been previously where they have a jet car, mm-hmm. which is where there's a car with a jet engine with a turbine. That I gets... think it's because they had the dirt on the floor and they couldn't do the little buggies on that. Maybe I don't know. I know I know that with the jet car. The fucking, it's insane. Like, the guy, like, hits it up and it's like, and, like, whatever is behind the car is suddenly fucking flying at, like, 100 <laughs> miles an hour away from it. And it's very terrifying. Huh. Uh, they also didn't have Truckasaur. Yeah, I was hoping for a Truckasaur. Truckasaur is pretty cool. Saturday, 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 Truckasaur. Exactly. Yeah, Truckasaur yeah. usually, like, has a little, like, hand clamps and, like, picks up a car mm-hmm. and then it brings it to its mouth. And the big clamp goes down and then it uses the hand clamps and, like, tears a car in pieces. Like... That sounds awesome. It is very... It's it's not the best, yeah. but it's, like, variety. It's, yeah. like, whereas yeah. this was just, like, monster trucks. like Which, I mean, like, is certainly the biggest draw. Like, it's yeah. what you're going for... But it was weird that because I was like, it was almost too much of it. Huh. It was really strange. Same thing, too, where it was they did a a, uh, a demo cross instead of a demo derby. 
okay. which was like a racing demolition thing. Whereas yeah. the last two times I went, they did demo derbies, which is where they would the, the little um, the construction trucks would mm-hmm. like move all of the smashed cars that the into monster like trucks did to make like a ring. Yeah. And then they would like drive in a bunch of cars into the ring, and then they would like push in more cars to like seal the ring in. Uh-huh. And then the demo derby would last until there was only one car driving, which was huh. a much longer, and b was just kind of more fun to watch because like they had to keep stopping the race for obvious reasons. Like the, the race felt pretty half-assed to me. Like what? I think that it also maybe felt half-assed because you were watching monster trucks just previously. Like think about the fact that they were like hitting that dirt pile enough that the guy just like fucking like. Numerous cars flipped over onto their roofs. Like, yeah. if you were in a car that flipped <laughs> over on its roof, like that's a serious fucking accident. But just like the yeah. scale of it was just so downplayed because we just watched monster trucks. Like, yeah, yeah. fucking even just like a T slam that like so we saw like a couple times. Right? Sure, that's like a serious car accident if you were to see it <laughs> in an intersection. Here you're like, okay, but these guys Meh. are all in cages and they're all wearing helmets and whatever. Yeah, exactly. But the, and that's the other thing too, like knowing a little bit what goes into those demo derby right. cars. It's not a fucking shit ton. They like put like steel beams or whatever along the side mm-hmm. and like throw in a roll cage. And like but otherwise there's not like cuz they don't spend that much money to make them indestructible because no matter what they're going to get fucking smashed the fuck out of. Right. So it's like really the bare minimum to make it like sort of safe to go into a smash up derby. Yep. But yeah, so I could have done with more sideshows. Yeah, still, still I, really I, fun. I agree also. Like I like I was like super pumped up by those bikes, which were like a sideshow. Mm-hmm. And they lasted like exactly the right amount of time. Like I was getting bored by the time they were yeah. done. And uh, and then they, and then they drove also, off. It, and Andrew was talking about that also. Just like the like the progression. And he's like, Well, now that we've seen backflips, I don't fucking care about the other stunts. <laughs> like and like the, they clearly knew that they would like hold on to backflips until, until like end. later. You yeah. know, it's like there was like a progression of like more and more flips and like someone would do like and like the ones that always get me is when they like and they whip like the like like tail whip out and then like pull it back in. Yeah. Because I was like, that's not going with like gravity. Like, well, it's not going with like your direction of motion. Yeah, exactly. It's right, not going yeah. with your direction of motion. It's not going with like the way you're going through the air. Like a backflip, you're like you lean back on a motorcycle off a ramp and you're gonna do a backflip. You are gonna need to stop it from rotating and land it, but it's yeah. like. You or I could start a backflip on a motocross. Okay. We just hit. Know. We definitely not complete that thing. Oh no, no, I'm not saying we could land it. Yeah, we might be able to get all the way around. Yeah, maybe. It's like you hit a hit a jump and lean back. Just like that's do it as hard as you can. <laughs> exactly. That's the way to start a backflip. <laughs> Landing it is a whole other story. Right. I'm not taking anything away from the landing, but to like be on a motorcycle going like up and through the air and then just whip the tail out in against like your your motion yeah and then to like pull it back under and like that in a way is crazier than a backflip like yeah. to me but nobody applauded because they weren't flipping that's true <laughs> and you're like oh but also they did that like side side slam thing like 50 times you yeah, know? yeah like that was like one of the like routine tricks that they did and mm-hmm. they mixed it up into all the routines yeah but anyway so so there's the, that those guys that were like a sideshow i feel like i could have done another sideshow in the middle of all the monsters like a truck so or a jet car yeah. or like whatever yeah. Maybe some four-wheelers. Anywho, I don't know if I would exactly go to this thing on the routine, <laughs> but, like, once every couple of years it might be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. that's kind of... Like, I didn't go last year because we were in Mexico. Right. Uh, so, John? Yeah? I would be remiss. I didn't allow you to talk about Pillars of the Earth. Eternity. 
Pillars of. Do, do you really want to hear? I really do. Well, you, this is how you closed last 90s on it. I know. And now we're eight minutes left oh, of man. this episode. So okay. I think we, we need so to. So here's the deal. There was like this whole class of video games back in the late 90s that were like D&D games. Right. Baldur's Gate. Eye of the Beholder. Torment. Not Eye of the Beholder because that would be like a, like a dungeon-y mm. uh, face. You face like forward. You move in 90 degree chunks and you just Never like, crawl through nights. a dungeon. No, because Neverwinter Nights was an isometric top-down. In this case, Im- imagine, like, hand-painted backgrounds, mm-hmm. and then your characters are, like, animated, and they, like, walk around on the hand-painted backgrounds. And, Fallout. Um, yes, in the, in this in this style of Fallout, but then generally they're D&D. You control six characters, and um, similar to that. Yeah, at Fallout, you never really control the other dudes. You only no, yeah, your, but like the other dudes. Th- this stuff. has like the like the D and D element of like you you craft your whole party of of different D and D characters, and then you like run them around in the, okay. the big old fantasy okay, world. So there was a bunch of games of these. Um, in particular, Planescape Torment, Baldur's Gate Two, and maybe um, uh, Icewind Dale, that are regarded by many like RPG players as like the grand classics of the RPG RPG genre. Oh, American RPG. American RPGs. Yeah. 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 And um, and then there was just, like... So the, these things came out. They were fantastic games, especially Baldur's Gate 2. Like, there's, like, 200 hours of gameplay in there. No problem. Right. So, like, like, incredible writing. Just, like, it's, like, super fun D&D stuff that, that just, like... They just didn't make any of those after about 2002. Yeah. The whole genre just disappeared. And Which I, I get. And I guess the American RPG market moved into, like, Mass Effect. Yeah. But, but, and which is fine, but that's more of, like, a shooty experience, you know? It's, like... Or Dragon Age. Yeah, Dragon Age wasn't until 2009 or whatever. Like, there was a okay. long gap between those two. And even Dragon Age has, like... A, Fable? A, most of the characters are voiced. Yeah. Right? And when you when you voice them, you can't really write as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, so, like, the dialogue is very limited, and people are expecting graphical stuff in, in most modern games. And when you're s- stuck making graphical stuff, the scope of what you can build is much reduced. Yeah. So... In, in in like Baldur's Gate, if you wanted to do like just some crazy fucking magical effect, it's still gonna be like like a two D effect that is <laughs> little sparkles and you're supposed to like take that to be, oh my god, it's a disintegrate spell or whatever, yeah. you know, like yeah. so it limits the creativity. Anywho, this company, um, Obsidian, which is a remake of that of, of the Obsidian company from nineteen ninety five who okay, did so... some of these games. Like there's a bunch of people, uh like like Fergus Urquhart, who I believe worked on the Fallout series, okay. was in charge of this project. Okay. And he was like, look, we're gonna kickstart this game. It's gonna be this like like obviously modernized graphics, but still in the like very two D, very simple graphics. Right, we're right, gonna right. write shitloads and we're gonna make this gigantic colossal RPG. Okay. And it's gonna be fucking amazing. So that thing came out uh I guess about a month ago. It's called okay. Pillars of Eternity. Right. And um, to at least some fanfare, like I'm not a PC yeah. gamer, or whatever. But I remember there was like it popped up a lot on like Twitter and Reddit. Like people there was about there it. was some yeah. people who were like very excited coming that it was coming out. There was yeah. like like if it showed like it existed on my radar before you told me, and right. I don't play PCs or whatever, which is saying something because like sure, lots of games. Well, th- this has like the star-studded development group hey. behind it, and it also has like like it's true. It's been a really long time since somebody did one of these games, even right. like whatever. So, um, I'm not like finished it. I'm like most of the way through it, and I don't, I can't say that I'm like a hundred percent enraptured with the game, but I'm still enjoying it enough to want to like keep going through it. And I've been like struggling over the last couple of days with finding a way to s- explain exactly why this hasn't grabbed me. Is it is it possible that? It's not benefiting fully from 
like 15 years of video game development like well do you know what I mean like if you if you're trying too hard to make a throwback but without going like still improving do you know what I, you know what I'm saying well, like they did improve a lot like like if you were like if you were going to make a D&D game and you fucking made it D&D second edition you, people would be like tearing their hair out cuz the yeah, system yeah. is so complicated and ass backwards and whatever and they really like came up with just like as as a gaming system a very very clever like system where the skills don't necessarily key into your stats. Your stats all have reasons why they're good. There's no dump stats like it used to be in D and D Second Ed. You can make a character with three charisma, and it would have literally no effect on anything. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, just yeah. jack up your combat stats. But anyway, and this it's like very well balanced, very well thought out. There's like new classes that are like outside of the traditional fantasy mold, but are still very interesting. Yeah, the the like writing is stellar in terms of this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. like, I'm just not like. I, I, and I feel bad. I keep like sitting down and like starting the game over, making new characters. Like, <laughs> like I just like today, literally on, before coming over here, I just started created a new party of six. I'm starting over. I'm gonna, like <laughs> try it again because I feel like I'm missing something. When this game was like just about created literally for me, <laughs> and, and I'm like, how how is it how is it received? Extremely well. I think yeah. I think it's like it's sold. A whole bunch of of copies when like in addition to the people who kickstarted it, so it wasn't it didn't like just go out to the people who kickstarted it and then they didn't make any extra money. Yeah. I think they sold a whole ton, so I think it's done very well. And also like this is never going to be a, a game that's going to sell like eight million copies or whatever, like a like a triple A yeah, yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, the development cost was much smaller. The team yeah, was much yeah, for smaller. Sure. I mean, can... that, that's the why why we have indie games. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And the other thing, I think they're already planning to do like fairly major. DLC for it in a in a year or two, and okay. then also make a sequel to so that they can expand on the universe cool. a lot. And and just like in terms of the fantasy universe, is pretty fucking cool. There's all kinds of like different stories that you've never yeah. had before, and different like background stuff. So that 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 kind of stuff is really fun. Also, like gods walking the earth, getting killed by men. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. are are they really gods, or are they like something just, else? Just like big dudes, yeah, big <laughs> wizards or something. I don't know. Like, there's all kinds of cool unexplained stuff. So maybe I just like need to do it again. And I feel I feel sad. I feel like I wanted to have like a good report huh. on why this thing. We'll get check in in two weeks. We're I gonna guess. check we'll, in we'll, two we'll weeks on this. Now, the last thing that I wanted to talk like that's about. it. I still put forty hours into it, so it's yeah, not yeah. like I'm not playing it. Yeah. So so it's not a Baldur's Gate like two hundred hour monstrosity or whatever. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm, I didn't finish it, so I feel like there definitely could be more to okay. the game, but I, I don't think it has the same scope as Baldur's Gate. And here's the the, the last thing I guess <clears throat> that we'll close on because okay. this, this was something that I was reading about a little bit, uh-huh. and I don't know maybe you have an opinion on this. Sure. Uh, Valve. Yes. For the first time ever, are like bad guys in the video game world. You know, or at least jury's out on this one. Or at least dubious figures yeah. in in the video game world. This is the first time where I've seen anything as like this is the company that has just never released a game that everybody wants and everybody still <laughs> loves them. Because they are allowing paid mods yeah. in well, Steam. It, yeah, exactly. Allowing paid mods in Steam. Yeah. Which is contrary to 30 years of video game history, more or less. I'd say since 25 years. Maybe, yeah. Maybe 30. Mid-80s, dude. Mods? Like, I remember, like, fucking games in the late 80s that had mods. Like... Okay, well, whatever. None none of that got to the level that mods are at currently, and that's a lot of that is facilitated by Steam. Okay, but when, when did Quake happen? Like whatever, there no, no, were I, I, mods. Yeah, I the scope I, cannot possibly compare oh, I, I, with what's I, I, going I, on. These I, days. I fully agree that it's yeah. like it's become a much, 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 much bigger thing. But it's, yeah. but certainly there has always been a community of modders. Yep. And 
they have pretty much always been free. Sure. Like <laughs> so I can I can see both sides of the argument and I have not heard a very compelling argument why one is like the the be all end all of it. First yeah. off, like they're just doing this on Steam. There are tons and tons of modding communities that don't touch Steam, don't go anywhere and, right. and people can still make their shit for free on there. Yeah. The the but that like, but that which is which a lot of people say is part of the problem because now I can steal content from somewhere else, put it on Steam as my own and then sell it there. Right. Right. And 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 Valve has said they will do literally nothing about that ever. Yeah. The other thing that they that people were bitching about was like the the breakdown of cash that's coming out of it where mm. Steam takes 30%, which yeah. they always take out of everything, so that's never going to change. Yeah. But then the the creator of the game gets to decide the further breakdown between how much do the game designers take versus how much do the mod creators take. Yeah. So, I, you know, like and again there I, I read the Bethesda response where they were like, "Look, we're going to take x percent. You could argue if it should be more or less." Whatever, here's our breakdown and the reason why we're doing it. And as far as I understand, they actually backed down. Bethesda, like, originally were going to allow it for Skyrim, and then they turned it off, and they said there was so much, like, public outcry against it that they're not going to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, there are people who put, like, literally hundreds, if not thousands of hours into creating mods, and it would be nice to be able to, like, get them cash. Yeah. yeah. It's super weird. Like, I, I read the... Because it's also... And it's, it's... There's a whole other problem... Not to say other problem, but there was like someone who was like from a modder, yep. which is like, yes, this can make cash, which is very, which is exciting if you're making good mods and all that yep. stuff. But it's like to ever make money off of mods was next to impossible because you could always get into like IP lawsuits or whatever mm-hmm. with the company. And this is at least like a legitimate way. That's why one of the reasons why they were free, yeah, right, is because you're sort of like, oh, I made this mod, which is like like Counter Strike, yep, <laughs> you know, yep. which was a yep. mod. Which is you're like, but it had to be free because otherwise the company could be like, I'm suing the fuck out of you for yep. stealing our code. Yep. Like, yes, you changed a game, but it all runs on our fucking engine and it runs on our code. Right. You know, so there's that whole part of it, too, where they were like, because someone was like, why don't modders just have a like their own? Like, if you like this, you can pay me, which is and people are like, you can't or you couldn't. Yeah. If you really were being careful legally charge ever for a mod well, couldn't you put a link to the um what is the like a patreon pa- patreon i suppose think or whatever like i can't see that that would be you're like i illegal. want exactly but apparently yeah. it's it's been a very very gray area yeah. and since valve can do it because they have the the relationships with the developers yeah yeah but they were like but it's always been a super gray area where people put all these out- times into a mod and they were like if ever it came down to a lawsuit First of all, it'd be a game company versus a dude, yeah, which is yeah. like just another nightmare. Good night, sweet prince. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they were like, and second of all, the game company like would have a very strong leg to ha- like stand on because all of the code that you were working with was made by them. Right. So anything that like if you think in terms of like intellectual property and design well, and whatever, you were modifying their design. So. How could you make money off I, it? I, you know, people people are getting extremely reactionary about this, and yeah. I think that this is in this like weird gray zone that has never been attempted before. I yep. could I could like I could see it being totally legit to like give this thing a year, turn yep. it on for a bunch of games that people are playing now. They yep. might not be playing those same games in two years or whatever, and yep. then just like reassess in a year. Did it work out? Did people fucking did the whole like modding community himself destruct, or is it is it just like are are yeah. some people making a little money on this? Idea? I don't know. I feel. I mean, I guess, and obviously we're not going to know for until until longer from that, but I feel yeah. that there's, like, Valve's sort of lack of, like, like, like public, publicly vocally saying that they're going to not do quality control or anything on it. So it's not going to be DLC. It's going to be very, like, 
yeah. fucking loosey goosey, and there's a 24 hour return period yeah. on the mods, which is like okay, but maybe it only glitches later. Like totally true. Like they're just sort of like if Valve was supporting it more than just slapping up an interface to make money off of, if they were like a bigger return policy or yeah. some degree of like oversight, oversight, or just being like you know like like if you're on if they ran it like the Apple Store where There'd be testing and running on the mods. Okay, but they're never going to do that. Valve is notorious for having extremely shitty control for that stuff. Like, the yeah. amount of, like, half-assed, crashy games that make it through the, the like, make green it... light program. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you like... can get a bunch of garbage on yeah. the green light. I, yeah. I get that. But that's what they're saying is that, like, it's going to – it encourages people to but take advantage. At the same time, that, that like – are some people going to get taken advantage of? Yes. But is the, like, community backlash against products that don't work or that crash or whatever going to be extremely violent very quickly? Yes. You're going to have tons and tons of user reviews that are, like, that don't get this thing. It's fucked up or whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, and, and it's a self-policing yeah. environment. I, I You know, whatever. I've, and, and, you know, the cost of these things is going to be, like, three bucks or two bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, So, I, like, it's not, it's not the biggest deal. I, I really think it's something that, like, you should give it time and then we're going to see if it goes one way or the other. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. I just thought it was – I just thought it was kind of interesting that – Valve had negative press. I know. <laughs> that was, I know, I know. That was the big it's deal. It's so rare. <laughs> big deal. Our Lord and Savior, Gay Ben, is finally getting something bad. I was like, well, how long have people been waiting for Half-Life 3? Yep. For, for Still ever. waiting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, any other fucking company yeah. would be like completely under the bus with a delay of like a decade on Half-Life 3. Well, yes and no, though. You know, Steve, Valve never does anything bad. So they could be. They're just. They don't want to. Yeah, make a bad game. I, I get it, but game. there's still any other company would be under the bus at yeah. this point. I feel. Anywho, I think that's the 90s. Uh, I just want to give a quick oh, okay. shout out. We know you listen to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, yes. Who beat the Ottawa Senators last Sunday, and it's official. No matter who we are playing against, we won't know Friday. until yeah. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by by podcast time. Uh, if we're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Detroit Red Wings, because that series has gone to a full seven games, yep. which is good for us, I guess. Cause One we'll way or the other. Yep. We'll have had almost a full week off. They'll have had two days off because yep. they're playing Wednesday. And then game one is on Friday at the Bell Center. Game two is Sunday at the Bell Center. Yep. Then game three and four can change depending on where if it's uh, in Detroit or Tampa. I have to say the, fr- the, the Sunday game was so fucking intense. And Sunday game it was, was wicked fun. It, well, Edge of your fucking seat the whole way through. Were, it was one of those things, too, where they were like, so... If you want to stop listening, you can. We're going to talk about hockey for <laughs> I another. Think that's like, kind of always the an, case with a podcast. Another couple minutes. You're not going to miss anything. I promise you. We will only be hockey talk. Uh-huh. But yeah, the uh, Carey Price has a been nominated for the um, Hart Trophy, okay. which is league MVP, yeah. which is not not goalie specific. Not not goalie specific. It's limited to you are the MVP of the league. He's a final three for that. Who are the and, other two? I don't even know. <laughs> Carey Price is going to win. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know the other finalists either for the Vesna. And he's also delegated for the Vesna, which is for the goalie yeah. trophy. And he's already tied with Corey Crawford f- for the other goalie trophy, which is most, uh, which is the most wins. So, okay, but he played out of his goddamn mind. Yeah. In the last and, ten but, minutes of but, that game. But that's and that's the thing though is that like he has yet to at least in the first five games like completely like steal a game. But you're like, but we knew it was in his abilities. Yes, yeah. Like, it was in his abilities to be like, 
you know what, Ottawa? You're not fucking scoring. My name is Carey Price. <laughs> I'm the best goalie in the world right now. Yeah. This is just not happening. Yeah. And the Hams sat back. Like, they had fucking, like, four shots in the second period and, yep. like, six in the third. Like, the Habs were – they scored one goal and then they just, like, hung on and, and Carey just shut it down. And it was not, it like, a clean goal. That was – there was a, there was quite was, a bit of luck involved yeah, with that. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and, and also there was the weird whistle – Yep. That happened where Kerry did not have the puck, but a whistle went his way. Like yeah. some shit's gonna go, and I'd be very upset if I was an Ottawa fan about that particular call. Absolutely. But yeah. also, Kerry Price stopped fucking everything. Forty? How many shots? Something like forty. Something like forty-two yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And hilariously, too, other other stat: the Ottawa Senators were not shut out for the entire season until there. That was their first shutout. In 82 games plus the five games they had played against the Habs. Yep. Like, what a shitty time to get a shutout <laughs> in a one nothing game. Like, if it was, like, 3 or 4 nothing, you'd be like, oh, well. Here's another good one. I think this puts Kerry at 9-0 and in elimination games. Well, but that was an elimination game, though. No? No. Game 7. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It wasn't an elimination game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, exactly. Still 8-0. and He's still, like, 8-0 and or something yeah. on an elimination yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. We thankfully haven't had to deal with an elimination game because that right. would have been – that many men who also would have been playing on Wednesday. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Very exciting. Happy events the second round. And P.K. Subban was also nominated for the Norris Trophy. Which is? The uh, defenseman of the year. Okay. It was him, Eric Carlson, who was on the Senators, mm-hmm. and Drew Doughty, who was on the Kings. And the Kings didn't make it into the playoffs, but Drew Doughty is still a fucking yeah. star. But, yeah. So, I think it, I was like, man, I was like, it's been so long where we've had, like, two players who are nominated for trophies. The thing, we still have these low-scoring games, which is so concerning Yes, and I no. feel like but I mean, putting it in the net is such a problem it, for the Habs. It, it is, yeah. but it's not as big of a problem when you have the best defenseman and the best goalie in the league. Yeah, exactly. When, yeah. <laughs> when you have the guy nominated for best defenseman, the guy nominated for best goalie, and also best player in the league yeah. on your back end, you don't need to put that many goals you in the net. You still need to put it in. You need That's... to score at least one. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, playoffs in Montreal. Yep. Playoffs in the month of May. It's the best. Hockey in May. Ray. That was a 9 to 5 entertainment system, everybody. Thanks for stopping. Enjoy the Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9TO5DOTCC, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9TO number 5CC on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 95 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.